0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter
0: looks. Lays it in to Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey
1: slaughtered.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your man, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And what a night of basketball it was tonight! My gosh, man. Hawks get the dub over the, I was about to say the New Jersey Nets, (laughs) over the Brooklyn Nets, 122 to 115. Uh, A, just a dazzling win from front, from top to bottom from the whole Hawks team. Trey, of course, doing his thing, going for 30 and 10 for the 19th time this season. And, uh, the Hawks did it, man. Like, they did it for what tonight, the 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 job for tonight that needed to be done, they took care of business, man. And if you're a Hawks fan, you have to be excited about what you saw tonight. You got to be excited about where this team has battled from. Uh, this team is currently on a five-game win streak. They're currently in sole possession of the A spot. And dare I say, is it? Would it be too much to ask to start looking at that seventh spot? We're going to go through all those things a little bit later. We're going to look at the standings. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about what we saw, some of the numbers, all the ins and outs right here on the Hawksbeat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub, and uh, like we always do, man, let's get rid of some of this housekeeping. We are presented by the podcast network of, well, let me say that, <laughs> Almost said that backwards. I'm might dyslexic? We are presented by Minute Media Podcast Network. And uh, we would love for you to join us on our social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get down, but to get down with the social media, make sure you follow us or like our page or whatever. We are at Hawks Beat. You just search that wherever and you will find us there. So give us a follow, give us a like, and uh, we will greatly appreciate that. Also, uh, support, and uh, subscribe to the podcast. We want you to subscribe. Uh, make sure you give us a five-star rating. After you subscribe, let us know what you love about the show, and we will uh, send you a big gift card to, like, Target or something. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, But, yeah, Hawks take care of business tonight, and uh, they get the dub, man. So you could say this was the biggest game of the year for the Hawks. So let's start from the beginning, man. Uh, going into tonight's game, there was a three-way tie between the 8, 9, and 10 spots in the East. Between the Hornets, the Nets, and the Hawks. And today, 76ers did the Hawks a solid. <laughs> they took care of the Hornets uh, in, in, uh, in convincing fashion. 144 to 114, my God put up 144 points goodness gracious anyway so that left a a brilliant opportunity for the hawks if they could just take care of the the nets they would have sole possession of the a spot you know knocking the nets down and uh they were able, able to handle business so the nets were uh going into the game i think the line on the game was the nets were favored by two but um Yeah, man. Listen, it's getting down to crunch time. It's getting down to crunch time. There's four games left. There's four games left. And um, we'll do that after the game flow. All right. So we'll do that after the game flow. Four games left, though, between the Hawks, the Nets, and the Charlotte Hornets. And out of those four games, the Hawks got a game up on both of those teams. So no rest for the weary. You can't uh, relax and rest on your laurels. You got to keep on winning, man. Got to keep on winning. And uh, the Hawks did it despite having uh, John Collins out. Despite, uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we can talk about Jalen Johnson, but he was out again too. But uh, the Nets were a little bit more hampered by the injuries than the Hawks were. Uh, they were missing Seth Curry. They were missing... um. Another guy, I can't think of his name. He's actually the other guy that starts. Ben Simmons, of course, didn't play. I don't know if we'll ever see Ben Simmons. But uh, they were missing some of their guys, and it kind of showed. It kind of showed. But listen, if you're a Hawks fan, if you're the Hawks, you don't, I mean, shoot. You know, <laughs> that's not your fault. You play the dudes that they put out there, and that's what it is. Sometimes there could be five guys that you never heard of, like when you play the Oklahoma City. And sometimes it's going to be Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving and three other dudes. And that's what it was for tonight. <laughs> so uh let's go through the game floor a little bit, man. And when the game got kicked off, uh the Nets came out the gate like a bat out of hell. Bat out of hell. And uh, it's always fun watching the tweets. And I used to spend a lot of time trying to remind you guys: look, guys, the game's four quarters. <laughs> it's four quarters, but listen. A lot of you guys are fans. I respect that, and so I'm not gonna dig on you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna dig on you, but uh, yeah, g- games are very rarely won or lost in the first quarter. Uh, but I tell you what, that daggone Kevin Durant. If there's nothing that if, if there's one thing that he does, <laughs> that thing is get buckets. Uh, KD went off for 15 points in the first quarter, and you just got a feeling that okay, he's gonna go off tonight. And he understood, I think, that, look, I got no Seth Curry. Uh, Blake Griffin, he's done got himself out of the uh, equation. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge didn't play. And, uh, yeah, man, so, I mean, they're, they're missing some of their guys. They're missing some of their guys. But, look, the Hawks are missing John Collins, so, you know, it is what it is, man. Don't nobody cry about the injuries. Uh, you got to play the guys that, that are ready to roll. So, um, Nets jump out big early. Uh, I think they jump out to like a ten. Uh, I think they have like a ten point lead in that first quarter. But uh, they're able to battle back. You know, shouts out to them for battling. I-, I thought that the biggest takeaway in that first quarter was just the Hawks' ability to keep it close and their ability to scrap. You know, um, like I mentioned, Katie was going off. Kyrie was was was, was doing his thing. But, I mean, at the end of the quarter, it was still 30-28. to 28. They didn't have enough firepower to sustain that. They were hitting a lot of perimeter threes in that first quarter. Actually, they were hitting a lot of perimeter, three, perimeter scoring in the first two quarters. Um, but the Hawks just kept at it. They kept plugging. Um, I thought the difference in the game was the bench. I thought the difference in the game was the bench, man. They talked about it after the game. Um, we'll have a little sound for you in, in a little bit. I got some post-game sound. Hopefully, it sounds all right. And <laughs> Gallo strolls up to the post-game presser with a glass of wine. <laughs> he strolls up with a glass of wine and is like, yeah, coach, you know, you got a glass, you got a, a bottle of wine for the, uh, the bench mob. And we just out here and enjoying it. So, it was good to see, man. It was good to see. But, uh, shout out to the Hawks bench tonight. I I really thought that they were the difference in the game. I really thought they were the difference in the game. If you go back and look at the stat sheet and just look at the bench scoring, I mean, it was a lot. You know what I mean? And, And there's always more than one thing that goes into a team winning a ball game. But, um... The Hawks outscored Brooklyn 46 to 12, like 46 to 12. That's an an awful lot. Um, Yeah, man. So shout out to the bench taking care of business tonight. Um, As far as the rest of the game goes, man, Kevin Durant was just cooking all night, cooking all night. But the Hawks were able to um, gather a lead in that second quarter. Um, Gallo hits a three at about the eight and a half moment, eight and a half minute mark. And gave the Hawks their first lead, thirty-five to thirty-four, and it was just—I mean, at that point, it was just a whole lot of not really good shooting, because <laughs> like the Hawks and the, sh- the Hawks and the Nets were both shooting like thirty-seven uh, percent. Hawks were like three for fourteen from three. Um, it doesn't matter, though, because the Hawks like took the lead and they were still battling. So like every win isn't going to be pretty. Every win isn't going to look good on the stat sheet, but. Hawks started to stretch that lead. He stretched it the 10. And before you know it, uh, Gallo hits a three like at the buzzer or close to at the end of the buzzer as time is winding down to the half. And the Hawks are up 15. Now, I always say, you know, don't take any consolation into a halftime lead because, look, especially when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are on the other side of the ball. However, I did not think tonight that they were going to have enough firepower to uh, circumvent this 15-point lead. They almost did, (laughs) but they didn't. They almost did, but they didn't. Uh, I thought Trey and the boys really just took care of business. Uh, The third quarter I wrote, does Trey have any magic uh, left? Because... In the first half, you know, he kind of just had kind of a. It it wasn't like a typical Trey Young half, you know? Um, He was three for nine, 13 and seven, and by all intents and purposes, that's not a bad half, but I mean, he didn't look like it was typical Trey Young. So, fourth, third quarter comes, and again, that's typically the quarter where Trey plays the whole game, I mean, the whole quarter. Uh, He goes for 12 and three in the quarter, and that's good on most nights, you know, but. Kevin Durant, he went for 19. You know, he goes for 19, and Brooklyn starts to get going a little bit. They outscore the Hawks 37 to 29. And don't look, but we got a ball game, you know. They go into the final quarter, 87 to 94, and I thought what was big going into this fourth quarter was the fact that you didn't have to hurry Trey Young back into the game. He was able to get his normal rest, his normal rest, a rest in which you guys hate. <laughs> Y'all hate for him to rest in the fourth quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. But look, either you take him out early in the third or you rest him at the beginning of the fourth. Which one do you want to do? Nate's been doing this all season, so that's what he was going to do. He rested Trey at the beginning of the fourth quarter and I-, I wrote down in my notes, kudos to the bench, because they didn't have to... Trey in, and they were able to sustain the lead while Trey was on the bench. Trey rests all the way down to almost like the six minute mark, I believe. It's when they got him back in. He comes back in with six minutes left and still finishes the quarter with 11 points. (laughs) Still finishes the quarter with 11 points, and uh, you know, just and, and out of those 11. Uh, they were like 11 closing points, right? And so if we go to like the end of the game, um, the Nets made it interesting. They made it interesting with like two and a half minutes left. They cut it all the way down to one. And, and <laughs> you could just hear the groans from Hawks fans, right? You could hear the groans from Hawks fans with two and a half. They cut it down to one. You get a big shot from Bogey. Uh, You get a runner from Trey, gives you a little breathing room. And before I could even send out the tweet, Durant goes coast to coast with the lay-in. I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go, right? You know the game is going to go down to the wire. Hawks were up by three. Uh, Trey hits another floater. Kyrie misses a three. And, uh, And then you got the dagger. Trey is sizing up Patty Mills, gives him a little bink bink. Bink, bink with the Hezi, Patty stubble, he stumbles just a little bit to give Trey a little bit of room, and Trey is just ready to pull that trigger. Bye! Pulls the trigger, nails the three, does a little shimmy with the uh the you know the ice tray thing, and that was pretty much the dagger. Uh giving him putting him over the 30 and 10 mark again for again, like I said earlier for the nineteenth time this season and uh it was ball game. I mean they trade a couple insignificant baskets near the end, some some free throws or whatever. But Trey finishes with 36 and 10. KD finishes with 55 points. Uh and Kyrie had 31, but it didn't seem like a, a 31. Like it was just like okay KD gonna score all these points. <laughs> but they didn't have help from anybody else there was nobody else on Brooklyn that scored above 10 points. And that was the difference in the ball game. You know, Hawks had three starters and double figures. You had Gallo giving you 15 off the bench. And then you had, uh, you had, uh, what Lou gives you eight. DeLon, Wright Gives you nine. DeLon, Wright Played a great game. And I would be, I would be, uh, I would be wrong if I didn't mention DeLon Wright. I'd be wrong if I didn't mention TLC. Both of those guys played a good game tonight. Kevin Herter, even though Kevin shot two for 10, I thought he did a pretty decent job on Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, yes, he had 31 points, but he had to take 32 shots to get him. You're not going to stop Kyrie. You just got to make him work. And even Nate said after the game, he said, I thought Kevin made Kyrie work a little bit, you know? So shout out to those guys. Trey's gonna get the headlines. He's gonna get the headlines. But I just thought it was a full team effort. I liked what I saw out of Clint tonight, getting the boards. I I I thought DeAndre Hunter had a really good night, rebounding the ball, front to back. There's not a guy on this Hawks roster that got playing time that I thought was not didn't really have the a bad game. You know, like I said, you had Kevin with the shooting. What you know, but I'm not going to bang on my nap because, you know, he he chasing Kyrie around the whole damn time. So 41 and 37 and the Hawks are, are, are feeling good about themselves. They're feeling good about themselves. And uh, you got to be happy if you are a Hawks fan. Where do we go from here? I'm glad you asked. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to pause just a moment. And uh, if the network needs to throw in a commercial, I'm going to let them do that. But if they don't, you're just going to have a quick pause. Um, we're going to stop for uh, a commercial, let them throw in a commercial if they need to, to pay some bills. We're going to look at the standings. We're going to look at the games remaining. And where do we go from here? You listen to the Hogsweet podcast. It's your man, Edub. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. It's time to look at. Where we stand as it is right now, after tonight's games, after the Hornets' loss, after the Hawks' win, <clears throat> in the Eastern Conference, uh, your Atlanta Hawks are currently sitting in the A spot. They are two games behind Cleveland. <clears throat> um, Cleveland is forty-three and thirty-five, so they're two games two games behind Cleveland. Like I said, there's four games left. I haven't looked at Cleveland's schedule, and unless they have an epic meltdown, I don't really see the Hawks climbing into that seventh spot. But anything is possible. Like, legitimately, not legitimately, but like statistically, they could jump up to that sixth spot, but the Bulls would have to lose all their games, and they would have to somehow win a tiebreaker, and Cleveland would have to lose like three out of their last four. Which is, I, I don't really think that's likely. So, for now, uh, you're the AC. seed. Uh, you are a full game above uh, Charlotte and Brooklyn. And when you look at the remaining four games. So now you just got to be better than those teams uh, for four more games. And you got to game up. So you can't, like, lose this equity from tonight's game. So let's look at the last four games for the Hawks. You got at Toronto versus Washington, at Miami, and at Houston. That's three away games and one home game. I mean, I'm not going to say, like, what games you should or shouldn't win, because you got to get all four of them. Like, you got to get all four of them, Jack. Yeah, you got to game up on these dudes, but you ain't got no room for error. So Toronto, Washington, at Miami, at Houston. Um, Washington and Houston, not going to say those are gimmies, but the games that you're really going to have to bring your hard hat, Toronto, at Toronto, at Miami. Those are going to be some tough games. Those are going to be some tough games. So um, Hawks still have some, some work cut out for them. For the Nets, not as hard. You have, uh, next up, they play the Houston Rockets. They play the Knicks. They play Cleveland. And they finish first, Indiana. Four very winnable games. Like I said, there's no room for error here, guys. Like The Nets have four very winnable games against Houston, Cleveland, and... The Knicks in Indiana. There's no Miami there. There's no there's no even Toronto there. None of those teams are playoff teams except for Cleveland. Uh, and I think that they could possibly beat Cleveland if they catch them on the right night. But those are the four games for the Nets, for the Hornets. Their last four games at Miami versus Orlando, at Chicago, at Washington. Kind of similar to the Hawks, where they got to play at Miami. They got to play a playoff team in Chicago in their building. You got Washington and Orlando, and uh, it's going to be interesting to watch them. The good thing for the Hawks is that they have tonight's win under their belt. So you got a full game of equity there, but you can't lose it. You can't lose it. (sighs) This is exciting, man. I love it, man. I love this time of year, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, let's 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 hear what you guys had to say uh, after tonight's game. Man, again, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, make sure you're following the Hawks beat. I love to hear back from the fans and hear what you guys had to say. So uh, after each game, I always ask what your thoughts on the game, and of course. Uh, I always get more feedback when they win <laughs> as opposed to when they lose. Ain't no shade. It's just what it is. So let's go to our Twitter account and say uh, and see who had uh, something to say about the Hawks' win tonight. Dizzle on Twitter, uh, at MixFlip2002. Okay, okay. Interesting name. He said, if the Hawks finish eighth over the Nets, there's no excuse for not having Trey All-NBA Except for having your PhD, player-hating degree. Okay, <laughs> all right. That's, that's the one man's opinion, right? You know, uh, DeJuan Goodman. I think we'd be a top five seed if we didn't get hit so hard from COVID. I was thinking about that the other day, and I was just thinking, man, this season seems like it's been like two years. Like, can you do you can you even remember? Back when the team had went through like the COVID stuff and they were signing players and it was like they had like 20 something guys on the roster. You got guys from the G League. What a time to be alive. <laughs> AJ uh, Swingman on Twitter says getting in a rhythm at the right time. But all I can think is we should obviously trade Collins this offseason while he's still worth a good return, mmm, a little spicy. Taking a shot at the guy with the with the fat finger. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna get into all the off season stuff, the trades and the free agent stuff when the off season happens. So keep listening, AJ. We we got you, bro. We got you, bro. We're gonna talk about all that once the season is over. For now, we're just gonna focus on. Uh, this playoff, uh, well, this, seeing what this team can do going into the playoffs. Zay on Twitter, at Zay404, says, where was this a few months ago? I know it's better late than never, but this is pushing it. <laughs> he said, I don't think we'll go that far without JC. I don't see him coming back this season, but glad to see the Hawks playing well. Okay, all right. Um. <clears throat> Last one. I got to get my guy Yogi. Man, he he's one of my loyal guys. Man, uh, Yogi, I am DJ Yogi on Twitter. Said these dudes look like they're gonna crash the playoff party again. This is unreal. Thank you guys so much for all of your feedback, and uh, I really appreciate it, man. So let's. I want to play a little bit of sound for you guys. Uh, so after the game, we heard from Coach, Coach McMillan. We heard from Trey Young. And we heard from uh, Danilo Gallinari. So I want to play a little bit of sound for that uh, for you guys. So let me grab that real quick. And we'll hear what those guys had to say after tonight's game.
1: With it, you know, kept our composure and uh, was able to, uh, you know, withstand that run uh, with KD. Uh, we, we knew that uh, uh, he would be more aggressive. Uh, we knew that we would get more fouls called we shot with 30 free throws in that first half so uh, you know that that was tilted uh, in that first half and uh, you know he got more aggressive and started to uh, make some shots and uh, then we just tried to get a double team to him as quick as possible and make some other guys uh, make plays and uh, I thought that kind of wore him down and we was able to uh, to finish this game and win this game.
2: Listen Remember, not too long ago, the Natives was calling for Nate's head. I know at least 40, 40% of the folks that voted in my poll was ready for Nate to get up out of here. I'm very curious. That maybe I should run that poll back and, and see how are folks feeling now. You know what I'm saying? Five-game win streak, that changes folks' minds sometimes. <laughs> so uh, I thought Nate coached a great game. I, I thought I think that he's been coaching... Uh, really well, and not just because the team has been winning, but he's been making decisions on the lineup. He's been making decisions about scheme. He's been making decisions about, you know, what they should do in crunch times, and and it's been paying off. Say what you want about TLC, but starting him uh, has been paying off. Keeping Bogey with that second unit, the way he's been managing Gallo, um, Give the man his props, man. I, I love what he was doing. Where late in the game, he starts double teaming KD. KD was getting double teamed before he was even getting the ball. <laughs> That's coaching, guys. So, hey, man, you you gotta bang him when, when 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 he when he's underperforming, but when he's performing, you gotta give him his props. So, uh, let's hear from Trey. Let's hear what he had to say. KD's gonna do what KD do. Um, Kyrie the same way. Uh, Kyrie just you didn't have a, a good shooting night necessarily, but. Still put up thirty points, and I mean, what eighty six between the two? It's a lot of points. So uh, we just we knew we needed to to kind of cool down and not let everybody else get going. Patty could get going, and, and other guys could really get going. Cam Thomas off the bench. Um, so really, just knowing that those guys are going to score and, and understanding what they're capable of doing, and not getting our heads down when they get going,
1: and uh, keep keep pushing. I think was a good good uh, focus for us.
2: Another point of a point of reference. I remember the beginning of the season, even even during the middle of the season, Nate would talk about how this team, when they're not making shots, they put their heads down and they start to feel bad, they feel sorry for themselves, and it affects them defensively. For Trey to say that we didn't put our heads down, that goes to show you that 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 teaching point of keeping your head up keep battling, keep fighting, that comes from coaching. Little nuances, you guys got to pick up on those things. So, uh, again, credit to everybody for playing, doing what they had to do, but you got to give some love to Coach McMillan and his staff. Last but not least, man, again, I told y'all Gallo came out to the presser with a glass of wine, and this is just him explaining uh, what wh- where the glass of wine came from. And the uh, the bench mob and all that jazz. Here's Gallo with our final sound piece for tonight.
1: You're in eighth place now. Or what, eighth place? Uh, the wine is because Coach uh, gave the glass of wine to the bench mob, um, and so we are just enjoying it. So celebrating with a little glass of wine for the
0: bench.
2: First off, is is that a nickname? Like do you actually going with bench mob? Yeah, yeah. It's been like this since last year. I don't know if you guys knew it, but we've been calling each other benchmark from the bench, yeah. Uh, I'm curious as far as Um, I know what that means, though, but they told me that (laughs) it's okay to say to the media,
1: so I'll say it. I I would definitely say it's
2: okay. I love Gallo, man. Gallo is one of the most honest guys you're going to get on this team. Um, Again, we're going to talk about roster moves and everything once the year is over, but Gallo has just been a consistent – uh, a consistent positive, I believe, for this team, um, for what he brings—not just his scoring, his shooting, running the ball through that, through him on that second unit—but just what he brings as a vet. You know what I'm saying? This team needs savvy veterans like Gallo on this team. But I think that uh, that's it, as far as the sound bites are concerned. And as far as my takeaways, as we as we get up out of here, my takeaways is this. Hawks control their destiny. I've said it before. They control their destiny. If they win out, um, there is a mathematical standpoint where they can reach the 7th seed. I, I I, highly doubt it. I don't think it's likely. But you gotta win out. You gotta win out, man. You gotta get you 4 more. You got to get 4 more. We're gonna see if they're gonna get 4 more, but in the meantime, in between time, you're gonna have the Hawks beat. We're gonna be right there with them, and we're gonna be breaking down each and every game so uh, their next game is Tuesday night against uh I'm sorry yeah Tuesday night against the Raptors uh in Toronto so we will be broadcasting live from the Hawksbeat studios after that game recapping it and if there's been any movement in the standings we'll'll we'll, we'll, we'll see what it is so uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking out the Hawks Beat Podcast. Thank you for rocking with us. We're almost to the end of the season. But y'all know how we do. Y'all know how we get down. Hawks Beat Podcast, we go year-round. You know what I'm saying? We go year-round. We do off-season. We do draft. That's how we get down. So make sure you rock with us. Make sure you give us that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And we greatly appreciate it. And one last thing, you all know the drill. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L O V E L O. We out. Peace.